Welcome back to another episode of Drinking and Thinking. Today we're enjoying a sangria and then talking about what God is really like. So uh, grab Ooh. some cold, stick around, and let's dive on in. Cheers. Yeah. Okay, we'll pretend that was... What color is this? Mauve? I don't know if Shut that's right. Up. What? That's like a color I heard somewhere. I don't even Mauve? know if it's this shade. Sounds like a <laughs> made-up word. <laughs> it might be. Uh, well, question, all words is are made sangria up. a mixed drink or okay. just a pour-out-of-a-bottle drink? No, you can probably pour it out of the bottle. So I looked up. So it is in honor of National or International Sangria Day or Month or something. Is it national or international? I need to know. I don't know. It's Chanel. <laughs> Something. So I ran around looking, um, and this was the highest rated recipe I could find for a sangria. So what went into it made two different batches, mm -hmm. an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic, because uh, I want you to be able to enjoy these cocktails if you want to make them yourself. Um, so it is red wine or an NA alternative. I forget what the brand was. I, I just went and picked up the yeah. one I could find. Um, but a dryish, A dryish wine. red yeah. wine. Um, I think yours was like some loon something with a purple label. Doesn't I'm matter. not a wine guy or anything, so it was that. And then it calls for a little bit of brandy. Mm -hmm. I actually used a cognac Ooh. in yours. A cognac. Huh? Because it's a type of brandy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for ours, Escape. Escape. Escape made a brandy alternative, which I tried on its own. It's actually pretty good. Oh, cool. Like, I just put a little bit of lemon in there with some ice, and, and those, it's fantastic. For those who want to make an N.A. cocktail, one of the downsides of these N.A. spirits, we have a ton of them. We've used a bunch of them. Yep. They don't always taste very good on their own. They're not no. meant to be drinking on their own. They're not meant to be on their own. Yeah. And I don't know if this but, one is either. I just tried some because yeah. it, was, it was a new bottle, and I like I genuinely am going to, like, finish the bottle. It was pretty good. Not so, while driving. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you don't drink N.A. and drive. So, um, anyway, it's wine, brandy, mm -hmm. um, a little bit of triple sec or orange sec liars alternative, some, like, lemonade concentrate, orange juice, lemon juice, and then all this fresh citrus fruit. But it's, like, a primarily where the color comes from is wine. Mm -hmm. And I don't like wine or N.A. wine. Is I'll there pomegranate my, in here? There's not. Tastes just like a pomegranate. Exactly. I might actually agree with you on that. It's exactly like pomegranate. All right. I'll so save my all, comments for when we review. Yeah, I'm excited. I, because. I, I feel like I know where you're going to go. But, Kevin, have you? <laughs> the standard <laughs> questions every time. <laughs> I've never heard of. Name. Have you ever heard of? Ooh. I've heard the name because my wife is a wine drinker. I uh, <laughs> hate wine. I don't like to smell wine. Really? Yeah. For some reason. I, no I don't surprise know. for you keeping it square I don't home. Know. I, I don't. love wine. <laughs> My wife does. Uh, so she's sangria. I I've heard that a lot. Out. So you've heard sangria. of sangria. Yeah. I think it's a wine. It's not a wine. It's not a wine. It's oh. a wine-based wine cocktail. Oh, I've heard of it, and I think my wife has had it. Okay. Probably hasn't had this one. Oh, uh, no. So I uh, maybe she has. Maybe she also but, researched. Uh, she but anything, usually wine, even when it's the bottles open, whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just don't like it. Really? You know? Yeah. Okay. 
So on a scale of zero to ten for our cocktail, our beverage leaderboard. I still call it the cocktail. Okay, leaderboard. we'll still call it the cocktail leaderboard. Uh, what do you uh, what do you rank this one, Kevin? A six. Six. Above right. average. Yeah. Above average, but what not would great. You, so just for reference so we can understand why your six is a six, mm-hmm. what would you rate a glass of wine? A glass of red wine. A glass of red wine to me would be a minus 10. Interesting. So this is significantly better than you thought it was going to be. I would never touch a glass of red wine to my lips. I, I honestly, okay. I don't like the smell. There's something about wine. I don't think it's the alcohol. In it. It's just something about wine. It's a negative. Okay. Negative. I would never drink a wine, ever. So the fact that this is above average is... Yeah, a very oh, good rating. It's for a you. pomegranate, and I kind of like that flavor. Yeah, I think it's uh, the I like red the... wine mixed with the orange. Now that I'm getting that, that gives almost a pomegranate flavor. Because now that you say that, I'm getting. I it. think it's the lemonade concentrate. That little bit of sugar. So this doesn't and even sour. remind me of wine. Doesn't remind me of no, wine. No, it doesn't remind either. me of wine. Doesn't either. smell yeah. like wine. Mm-hmm. So therefore, uh, it's a better than average. Yeah. It's actually flavorful. All right, I like it. All right. Six. Chris. Thank you. Um, you so got again, the floor and the mic. For those of you keeping score at home, I do not discriminate. I, drink. <laughs> <laughs> I love red wine. Equal opportunity <laughs> beverage enjoyer. Yeah. I love red wine. Um, Ooh, so this will be interesting then. It is. You kept saying red wine, and you just kept repeating the word. And in my head, this kept going down the leaderboard because I thought... Ooh, red wine should be pretty high, and this is just deteriorating. Oh. I'm going down. Uh, but here's what I will say: um, I've had a few sangrias. Not a not a guy who's going to order a sangria typically. If I'm going to do a cocktail like this, I'm going to get something different or just red wine. Uh, <laughs> this Fair is not a, yeah. This is not my uh, normal cocktail to order. Never have I made this ever. Okay. This is the best sangria I've ever had. Okay. I really enjoy this. I could I could easily see myself ordering something like this, or maybe. Having you make me a batch again um, and taking this with me if I'm ever sitting on a beach, sitting near a pool, somewhere it's warm. I okay, you already had there. your orange juice for breakfast. I already have my this orange juice for breakfast. We're, we're not going, going to espresso. settings this year. Remember? I know, I know, I know. I just, I just, this is a setting <laughs> cocktail for me. I need the setting. You're, you have to rate it no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'm, it's summer on, on a its beach. Own. Winter mowing the lawn. Yes. Either one. <laughs> Winter <Okay>. mowing the lawn. <laughs> it has to be. Which, the last time I had a bottle of red wine, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I will give this a solid. Uh, I gotta look at some of the others. I yeah. just don't want to. Okay, I'll, I'll give this a solid seven. I, I like this one a lot, and it's some somewhat surprising to me. It's not a cocktail you, I expected. You to. see, I'm challenged with that. I just, but, but of course, my flavor, my. But when I look at these, these are all better than this, and this is enjoyable. I would but, agree, but my rating on the athletic. Uh, hazy was probably higher. I want to say it was like an eight. Yeah, your yours so was way up here. We brought it down. down. You guys brought it down. To me, it's it is right under the athletic and probably under the lemon drop. So I feel like for me, it's right in that mix okay. uh, with the Palm de Ville. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, I am much more along the lines of Kevin. I do not enjoy wine at all. I was actually not looking forward to this all day because I mean it's got a lot of other ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. But the the ratio of red wine compared to everything is so far and above. Yeah, I thought Bleh. that's because you made it. However, I didn't make it. I didn't get that. 
Oh. I'm just going to make you a quick prediction. You saw what went in there. Yeah, you tell me what you think this is going to be. I think Shaheen's going to love this cocktail. I think he's going to rate it highly. Oh. There's one specific reason why. Mm. He loves citrus. Mm. I do. And this, <laughs> this is strong is citrus. citrus. If this was a, li a lime instead of lemon, oh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and a ginger on I the should... side. <laughs> so, funny enough, when I was reading people's comments yep. underneath, because it's just some website, you know? yeah. yeah. People were saying switch out the tonic water of the club soda for oh. ginger beer. Mm. If I'm going to make this for just myself, I would totally 100% do that. Do that. For sure. I didn't to stay more true to the recipe because I know you don't like super strong ginger either. Oh, that's but I think this could be even better. I actually, I think I want to try that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We'll make another batch. Love it. Okay. So when I look at this leaderboard, I am going to give this. A, what did you give it? A seven? Seven. Seven? I am going to go a 7.5. Because I think I would rather have this than a lemon drop. Huh. I might even rather have it than this. Jeez. This was fantastic. This was, this love and murder. Th remember, it this was, was the uh, chartreuse one? I don't remember. I remember oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this like really... This vegetal sounds like such a gross, weird but word. It's actually the story behind the chartreuse that really elevates it for me. <laughs> is that <laughs> those, those monks in it's Italy? Yeah, the monks uh, in Italy, and no, they have I refused. I saying yeah. all that, Yeah, but drinking it, I thought it was really good. It was good. really good. Yeah, yeah, That was a very unique cocktail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think if I had a choice between... Um, anyway... 7.5, okay. which gives us a grand total rating of 6.83. Whoa. That must which is really tied like with you. I think you gave it an 11. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The fact we that we all somewhat enjoy this and still comes in right at the athletic makes me really think I overrated it. <laughs> so we're going to move athletic slightly lower. over. That's awesome. There's that one. And then we're gonna put sangria on right next to it. I love that. I, I mean, and maybe this is true too because of your story about your wife. I always kind of thought sangria was like this girly mm -hmm. wine. Drink, Definitely is. Which I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> However, my, my wife, wife would, love, would this. love this with real wine. She would love well, this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah instead would. of whatever the NA. What, what yep. um? Do you? And this is probably a question you don't know, but it's okay. Do you know what? kind of red wine was it a pinot was it a cab it was a red blend, blend. oh okay. okay a red blend just because i thought that's middle i don't know wines so it's i just fine. chose something middle of the road and next time you make this let's go with a nice uh cab okay get something a touch drier uh, i'd be very curious because the sweetness you, on there this also has just sugar in it mm -hmm. which maybe for you you'd prefer to have less sugar in it yeah for sure so well that and like i think the sweetness with the dryness might uh might blend well together. I am so pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah. I, that's that's a very... Yes, you're just about done. It's, it's good. You and your wife can finally have a cocktail together. Well, <laughs> Let's not, not get too ahead of ourselves, okay? Not if there's real she wine She stays upstairs, there. I stay downstairs. We don't co-mingle. <laughs> so. If you came to our house, 
upstairs is her and downstairs is me. I mean, well, remember, we, there's always a little bit of truth to every joke, yeah. right? So we decorated our house for up and tell. down. <laughs> We've both been to your house. Oh, I didn't know a bipolar person lived here. Oh wait. <laughs> oh, it's just a man and a woman. Different. <laughs> Hey, I didn't tell you guys. Uh, I got, I brought home another life-size deer that I got back from the taxidermist. Dead or alive? Taxidermist. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, love to see a picture later. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, five minutes later. <laughs> was that was that over the top? Was that, that was. I just swallowed. Sorry, the dad it. joke just hit a yeah. heavy. Okay. Mm. All right. Wow. Okay, so you should definitely make. The sangria. Um, <laughs> we'll link to the site that I found this on, and then we'll also put it on our own site. Let's you might need a minute here. <laughs> to make it look like it's our recipe. <laughs> um, you should definitely make this cocktail. If you've not done so already, be sure and uh, follow us on all the socials at Let's Drink Think. And if you want to hit us up on email for any reason, you can do that at hello at Let's Drink and Think. dot com. Great cocktail. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to take a sip as soon as I start us off in the conversation. Yep. <clears throat> How do we know what God's really like? <clears throat> and the reason I ask this is because from a Christian perspective, we are told God is loving, God is kind. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's all these pictures mm-hmm. and iconography of Jesus holding lambs and children, yeah. you know, and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you have people who aren't Christians saying he's vengeful, he's misogynistic, he's egotistical, he's, you know, how how can, and it seems to be there's this idea that there's different gods or there's a difference between God the Father and Jesus between Old Testament and New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so what is God really like? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's a great question. there's a lot of thoughts. Uh, I, I think it's kind of an easy answer. We can't even begin to guess what he hasn't revealed, so it, it, we can't make stuff hey, up. Man. Say that again, because that's a mind-blowing statement. We can't even begin to guess what God is like, what he hasn't revealed to us. He hasn't. I can't imagine God's revealed to us right. his whole self. Right. So whatever he hasn't revealed to us, let's even not go there. But biblically speaking, he's revealed enough to us that we can know. And I think it's very clear that Jesus said, I am a direct representation of the Father. My question mm-hmm. is, I've asked you this before, my question is, what is Jesus like? Because Jesus was an exact replication, uh, replica of the Father to represent him. And Jesus said, I haven't done one thing or said one word that wasn't my Father telling me what to say and do. So Jesus came to reveal that question. I think the what only what is God like? I think so the I only qu- time we don't know or we do know what Jesus is like is when he prays in the garden and says, I don't want to do this. Mm. That's the only time where yeah. I think he gets a we get a different picture. That's a great point. But what what were you gonna say? And then I have a lot of questions about that. Uh, to that point though, because I just want to clarify for folks listening. Um was it a physical representation? Uh, no. Or, God okay. in the bod? Yeah, no. Yeah. God in the bod. God, right? God never became, the Father never became human to, yeah. but in his human form, Jesus the Attributes Son and, said, yeah. 
I'm going to show you. He even said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. He's not talking about his hands and fingers. Yeah, yeah. His physical presence is separate from what he's saying. Yeah, and that's where I wanted to clarify. So, Okay. Um, If Jesus is the representation of the Father so that we can know what he's like the best, um, how come Jesus seemed to pardon and forgive people and when you read stories in the Old Testament mm-hmm. about God <clears throat> either <clears throat> casting the nation of Israel out mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. be overtaken, mm-hmm. or when the Israelites were going into the promised land, yeah. uh, kill everything and mm-hmm. everybody you see, mm-hmm. even down to the animals, just mm-hmm. completely obliterate them. Right. If what, I mean, Jesus never did that. Mm. So. What's what's up with that? You know, where this question is coming from, I completely understand people's view and people asking this question. I can I can understand why people say, well, God looks like he's some kind of maniac. You know, he's a schizophrenic. This? Yeah, I mean, right. totally. And, and I get that. But it's easily solved when we understand what God was doing. And he tells us, we're not guessing, yep. you know, that God is a perfect and holy God. And everything he did that seems very judgmental and thing he had every right to do when human beings say screw you god i don't care about you i don't want to follow you i'm not going to obey you the righteous thing to do is to judge them and that judgment was more immediate in the old testament that same god is going to act that way on judgment day that don't sound loving, but it's just and it's right. It is right. It is just for a judge to take a pedophile murderer and send him to prison forever. That's just. I would even say that's loving. Okay. So it's just not understanding how God is and how mankind has treated him. And not only did those armies or those nations but God had a chosen people that he wanted to bring a savior through, said he made a covenant with them, which we're not going to go into all that. But those people were against the covenant people of God. What's the, what's the right thing to do if there is a, a, a lunatic in a neighborhood who is stabbing and killing people? Okay, that's what those nations were doing to God's people. They were against them. They were bad. So the right, the just thing to do was to judge them. And so he was using his people to do that. I know it seems that way, but when you see the context of they were evil, harmful, against God people, you know, that he, that he did that. And now why didn't Jesus do that? Because Jesus came to bring God's grace and mercy to the world, which he did in the Old Testament, but he judged earlier. Now God is reserving his judgment for judgment day, giving everybody an opportunity to say, hey, you love me. I'm going to stop rejecting you. You love me. I'm going to accept what you did for me through Jesus Christ. He doesn't want to be that way. But remember, God's evilness, what seems to be, is just the righteous. It's the right thing to do. I think the the pushback people have to that is if Jesus shows us grace and mercy, Mm -hmm. which from him is Mm -hmm. supposed to be the Father, 
Mm-hmm. How does grace and mercy? And most people are not going to be against the pedophile, mm-hmm. right? Sure, do whatever. That's mm-hmm. still a pretty mm-hmm. universally condemned sort of lifestyle. What if how how can Jesus show grace and mercy and God be so judgmental on Judgment Day, which you mm-hmm. say is righteous judgment, mm-hmm. and s- most people think send to hell. Maybe you want to address that. Uh, whatever to mm-hmm. hell. How's that grace? So is he is he righteous or is he gracious? Is he He's merciful or is he vengeful? It, it all comes down to one thing. I, I believe this is simple to understand. I know how it looks, but when you look into it and understand it, that God is one way. He is loving and graceful and merciful through Jesus. That... I want to not hold you accountable for what you did. Therefore, the pedophile deserves prison. Jesus comes and say, hey, I'll go to prison for you so you can go free. I, I, am, I, didn't, I didn't commit a crime, so I'm not going to prison for myself. I don't deserve it. I'm going to prison for you, pedophile. If you, now you have uh, the privilege of being right with, of receiving God's grace. And God's grace comes through what Jesus did for us. There's a statement that, uh, yeah, that we have said for a while that most people probably haven't heard, and that is this, that everybody thinks, well, why is God like forgiving this time and he's not forgiving mm-hmm. that? God cannot, yep. it is impossible for him to forgive a sin. Impossible. Why? Because he is so pure and right and just and, and, and loving. He is pure. Just think of that. All mankind is not pure. Right. We might not be pedophiles, but we've all said F you to God. We've all said, I don't care what, you, maybe not in these words, but we've all acted it out. I don't care what you say for me to do. I'm not going to. And I don't. So, you know what? God, this. I guess we missed the whole point that what we deserve is to be away from God. Right. I mean, God said, hey, I'm here for you. And we've said, I don't care. I don't want you. So he's not sending us to hell. We say on this earth and, and right. There's so many people maybe watching this or mm-hmm. there's so many people I run into. They say, I don't want anything to do with God. Then you're saying you want to go to hell. I mean, God, he's not going to go against your wishes and force you to be with him in eternity. Right, yeah. If that's your choice here, he'll and, let you have that. He can't forgive your choices. Yeah. You made them. He can't forgive them. He can overlook them or forgive them through Jesus' sacrifice, but not just, oh, I'll let it go. So to sum that up, though, <clears throat> there's a debt that needs to be paid. Yes. And that debt has been paid mm-hmm. by Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, somebody's paying for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And the people his in the Old Testament. still happens. His judgment it ha- it still does. happens. Can you, because yeah. you, you kind of glossed over it earlier, but I think for many people, Christians are not, because I think this is a common thing that comes up. Uh, can you just briefly unpack? We don't have to go way deep. This might be better for a longer podcast later. 
uh, New Covenant, Old Covenant, uh, mm-hmm. Old Testament, New mm-hmm. Testament, Old Way, New Way. Could you just quickly unpack that, why that's slightly different, sure. something that needs to be comprehended? Um, if, if you believe the Bible, and I know a lot of people don't, but um, I, I do believe the Bible is an actual historical document. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that God created Adam and Eve. He created them absolutely perfect in a relationship with him. And they said, F you, God. Mm-hmm. What's God going to do? Okay. They knew what God said to do, and they did opposite. They did opposite you on know? purpose. God said, hey, don't, don't do this. And if you do, he even told them ahead of time, mm-hmm. if you do, you're going to die in a relationship with me. I'm perfect. If you're not, we can't be together. Right. They chose not to be. I mean, a willing choice not to be. And so because of that, God's love and mercy said, they can never fix that problem. I will fix it for them. And this old covenant was with this nation of Israel. He talked to Abram, turned into Abraham, said, I'm going to make you a great nation, blah, 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 bring a Savior through you, and you're going to bless everybody who wants to be. And so God worked through him and developed his nation of Israel, the Jewish people in the old covenant, is how God worked. He had a covenant with them, which means an agreement. Mm -hmm. God had an agreement with them that said, if you follow my rules and do these things, I will bless you and work with you and bring the thing. And that was his covenant. Well, that that whole purpose of that covenant was to bring Jesus Christ into this world. God used a right channel to bring a righteous person, Jesus, God in the flesh, into this world. And Jesus sacrificed for us is a new agreement that God has for us. The Old Testament was everybody who believed that God was going to mm-hmm. send a Savior were saved. They were Their sin was not judged. Everybody who rejected God or rejected God's going to send a Savior, uh, they honestly, nobody says it this way, but in a sense they were saying, God, I don't care. Judge me if you want to. Right. And That's the part I think we don't get. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for and so wait, the that new part. covenant is yep. the new covenant is God says, "Hey, I'm going to withhold all my judgment now because I want everybody to accept the sacrifice I gave for you." Right. This Jesus is going to take the punishment you deserve. Mm-hmm. And anyone who would accept that or believe that, uh, you you are you are brought back into this relationship that Adam and Eve started with. You're back into this one unity with me because you are pure and holy as me because Jesus traded places with you because as a that gift. debt has been yes. paid hey, that you mentioned. So to, if we were to summarize it, thank you for the brief explanation. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Old Testament, because mm-hmm. I think that gets brought up with this type of topic mm-hmm. quite a bit. You know, Old mm-hmm. Testament says this, New Testament says that. Where's the... Uh, the bipolar mm-hmm. God that we're yep. talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be fair to briefly just share the Old Testament is a great representation of the old agreement that mm-hmm. God had. Jesus came. Now there's a new agreement, and yep. there's two different, um, two, very two distinctly different language uh, languages yeah. that are used and heard uh, mm-hmm. between the Old Testament, and New Testament. Very. But it's with the context that we're talking about two different agreements. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, God hasn't changed. Right. right. God has not changed. That's, that's where I would say the difference between 
the Old Testament, Old Covenant, even I would say the difference between every other religion in the world is who believes in a God. There is a God who has a standard. Yes. And the way to get to God is it's to behave yeah. a certain way. Again, mm -hmm. any religion, you mm -hmm. go down the line, they're all the same. You follow the rules mm -hmm. to meet the standard, you'll get there. Yep. Mm -hmm. The new covenant Christianity through Jesus is you don't have to follow the rules. I want you to. Still good for life. Lots of good reasons why we should obey God. But I will make a way for you to be right with me apart from your right. behavior. Why did he I do that? Why did he do it? Because this old way was impossible. Nobody right. could so, live up to this. No other religion, just, yeah. no other way, old covenant. Human beings cannot, don't have the capability of being as right as God is. But Jesus was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he basically traded places. Hey, I will give you, it's a Bible, it's a free gift yep. through faith, believing what Jesus did. And that debt, because we cannot be with the Father without being in that perfection, right? Yes. That mm -hmm. perfect realm, that mm -hmm. uh, that debt needs to be paid, that judgment needs to be passed mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Jesus took that judgment upon him for mm -hmm. us. Um, of so. course, God can't just, hey, he wants to. I mean, what mm -hmm. he describes to us about his character, he wants to. He's begging even right now. He is Patiently waiting. Wait, he's drawn. He wants everybody. Listen, I don't want you to be away from me. Yep. I don't want you to be, to be punished. I don't want you to. I punished my own son, so you don't have to. Please don't be. All you got to do is believe what I did for you. Mm -hmm. And and still today, people say, "F you, God." Right. Yep. And we don't think they should go to hell. I mean, what? What? You know. I I think. To me, the best way I ever heard it described, I think when you look at, is God judgmental? Is he schizophrenic? Is he loving? Is he merciful? Those are too close. Like, they're too narrow views. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. gotcha. I think if you back out yes. far enough, mm -hmm. when you look at everything in the Bible. Mm -hmm. In totality. In totality, yeah. I personally believe the best description of God the Father is love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when you look at judgment and hell and all those sorts of things that we think are evil and mean, and how could a loving God send somebody to hell? the The way that makes sense to me, I heard a couple years ago, was was the idea of like imagine two people who, um, or one person who really loved somebody else, mm -hmm. but the other person didn't want to be with them. Mm. Well, we don't call a stalker loving. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't call somebody who rapes Con other controller. people loving. We don't right. call somebody who controls other people <clears throat> loving. All of those different mm -hmm. things. God loves us enough to let us make our own decisions. I say he's a respect. He and then out of his respect, out of his love, he lets us deal with the consequences of those decisions. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not that a loving God, to say how can a loving God send people to hell is an illogical question. Yes. Yep. It's, it's, not, it's not the right way to ask it. Right. How could a loving God force somebody to be with him? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. not love. Yep. Mm -hmm. If I love you, I'm going to let you make your own choice. I don't want you to make that choice. But because I love you, I provide a way that yep. you can't do on your own. Yep. I paid your bill. Yep. If you don't want to get on the boat, I mean, I, you got to cruise. Yep. 
If you don't want to get on the boat, I'm not going to make you. You won't enjoy no. the cruise. You know that's yep. weird. That's not love, right? So, yeah, it's a great description, great mm-hmm. analogy for it too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, what about I, I think it's a little no. bit ignorance when when people and I don't mean to put people down, but it's 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 judging it at at just face value and not understanding. What is this about? Well, there's this surface, and I think we're just in a culture where we take everything at face value. You know, mm-hmm. substance is really not there. It's just surface level mm-hmm. with everything. And Read and, the headlines. Right. <laughs> and if you read the headlines of, you know, anything from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. anything from the New Testament, you would look at that uh, on a surface level and say, well, that's either contradictive. They or, are vastly different. Right. Yeah. Or that, oh, this is the same God. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But, like, without that broader context, mm-hmm. um, it it um, it can be challenging for somebody to look at this and, and mm-hmm. have a misunderstanding of, of who God is mm-hmm. and uh, I think, who, uh, who Jesus is and what he represented. Um, earlier cultures, you know, in history, people were much more spiritually minded. And they didn't all believe in God, but they believed in gods, and they and mm-hmm. they knew that we're not top priority here. There's somebody. The world above us. was more than yeah. this. You There's know. something above mankind. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. we live in a culture today where we honestly think more highly of ourselves than we should. We live mm. in a culture today that we think we are great and we deserve almost, you know, this this whole mentality that. You know, I deserve everything. I, I deserve God's love, and I deserve... We have an overestimation of really how we are. And we even hear people say, you know, humanity is really basically good. Mm. Really? Check your own heart. Mm. Really? We're that good. We're not as good as we think we are. As a matter of fact, if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all had murderous thoughts. <laughs> we've all had, had? hatred... <laughs> having, having right now currently <laughs> hatred <laughs> thoughts but actually i think the opposite is true if we're honest with ourselves mm-hmm. humanity is more evil than it is good yeah you know i i think uh that one's pretty easy to prove if if we think we're pretty good u.s bank stadium is the big one in our area if you think you're pretty good i want you to volunteer to put every thought you've had on the jumbotron mm-hmm. for sixty thousand people to read yeah. mm-hmm. every thought. Social mm-hmm. constraints often stop us from doing things <laughs> that we studies want. Studies have shown yeah, yeah. that you know when people are asked the question, "If what would you do if you knew you could get away with it and never found out?" Oh yeah, we are not good people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's something I say all the time, and that and that is this: us three, any human being, we are capable. Under the right circumstances, the right timing, and the right place, we are all capable of cheating on our spouses. We are all capable of robbing, stealing, and even murder. We are all capable mm-hmm. of it. Under the right circumstances, the right time, the right place, evil lurks within us. There's no doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. What would you say? This might be a little bit similar to what we already talked about, but... I bring it up because I know it's an objection people have to the idea that God is is egotistical. I don't want to serve or follow a God that is going to, in their words, demand that I worship him or make me worship him. Is mm-hmm. that, I mean, would you give the same sort of I, answer? I don't think God demand. I don't, I think that's a wrong assumption. I, God doesn't demand us to worship him. What evidence would you have to support that? 
because it's not one of his prerequisites to being right with him. He doesn't demand, I'll tell you what, I think it's worship is a response. It's not a demand from God's perspective. What about, um, I mean, Ten Commandments, no other gods before me, mm-hmm. or when he would punish the nation of Israel for worshiping him Others, and yeah. someone else? What, I mean, yeah. what, well, what that? now, that's a different question. Is God commanding us to worship him? or And even the term worship we might be, that's where our, our difficulty is here. But does God command us to, to say, you're God and nobody else is? Well, isn't that the uh, only way to have it? Either you're God or you're not, you know? I mean, I want to be right with you. Hey, either acknowledge, it's not necessarily worship, it's acknowledge you are God and nothing else is. That's a prerequisite. I, I want to be right with God. Well, who is that? That's you. You are God, but the worshiping God is a response to experiencing him. Okay. I can get that. Is God misogynistic? I'm just trying to bring up things that I I know people ask. I don't think so. All right. And the next question. <laughs> Chris said it, therefore. It's, it's true. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I want to know how many other people that's your reasoning for your responses. <laughs> I said it. That's I all it. Hey, let's turn it What's around. What's next? Let's turn it around. Why does God get such a bad rap for creating, loving, providing, and, I, and everybody keeps rejecting him and keeps rejecting him and he keeps? Why does God get such a bad rap? I still think it's because we are imperfect. Yes, right? of course so that's humans. the answer. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Next, <laughs> expound. Nope, no, I just said it. Honestly, that's what it is. You're, you're asking questions that people really think and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hey, man, I would beg anybody who thinks that way and stuff. I, I would beg them to please slow down, back up, like you said, and let's take a picture of of whole God. Yeah, the fact that He created us, and like some people would say, "Well, I didn't ask to be created. I don't." But man, if we understood what he has in store for us and the joy and the fullness, nobody would say that question. They would be mm. thankful for creating me, what you have in store for me. God is is loving. He is patient. He is so kind. But remember, what seems odd is, but he's just. That's a good thing. He is righteous and just. So he provides beyond- for everybody freely. We're the ones that keep rejecting. Right. Even beyond my faith in, in that, to me, that makes so much logical sense. So when you even brought up the question, like, I forget how, how you phrased it, you know, what is God like? Oh, right, yeah. Right? Yeah, for today. Yep. To me, I'm like, <clears throat> well, it's all of those things. I love that you even brought up, you know, I think the word that represent, represents God, even Old or New Testament, is love. To me, yep, that makes so much logical sense. But then I also think to how many times that people will bring up, you know, either uh, false, uh, you know, accusations or maybe just pulling singular um, sentences or words out of Old Testament or New Testament and kind of taking out of context. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get how you can get there. I can see how you can make that leap. However, you're missing the bigger picture here. So I don't fault those folks who are, are seeing 
uh, one phrase and, and how that is contradicted somewhere else in the Bible because you do have yeah. to have a, a larger context behind that. Yep, you you need to For understand a lot more. of things in life. For, you need to yeah, just back a lot up of things. and yeah, understand yeah. more. Yep. Think of this this but concept. that could prevent somebody from wanting to to discover more, to learn more. When they see that again mm -hmm. in our society, everything mm -hmm. surface level. Not everything. Most mm -hmm. things are surface level. Mm -hmm. If you see inconsistency there, if I have three or four things that already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are and you're turning seeing me off. inconsistency. Mm -hmm. You're just gonna write that off. It's not worth my time even mm -hmm. looking into this. And I think the challenge that I would have is no. I think it is worth your time. I think it's it's invaluable to uh, dig a little deeper, understand it on a larger mm -hmm. scale because it makes so much sense once you do that. But when you pull out singular things, it it you're taking this out of context with... Um, uh, there's a question that I would just like to ask people who, who don't think they deserve hell or God's mm -hmm. meaning that. And, and that's this. If you treated your spouse like you've treated God, would you still be married? If you treated your boss like you've treated God, would you still have a job? Here we think God is all, you know, who, who are you to, to judge? Who are you to to do this. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, you can't even get away with saying F you and I'm not going to do what you say to your boss. You, you can't d treat your wife like, hey, I don't care about you. I don't care what you think. And I don't care if you want to be with me. I don't care. You're not going to be married anymore. And yet we, and yet we criticize God. Like he's yeah. the mean one. Like he's the mean one. Yeah. Hey, listen, he's God. And we treat him that way. We can't even treat humans that way and get away with it. Right. Why do we think we should be able to get away with it? God, it's just, here's what people don't get to, and I know this is going to get really, really kind of weird, but the Bible tells us very clearly, and God tells us, Jesus told us, that there is an enemy that's purposely trying to deceive us and keep us from knowing God. And you know what? Maybe if you really think or you don't understand God, maybe just stop for a minute and say, how much influence has the enemy having on me? Hmm. We you should know? do a whole episode on um, there is there is a level of evil in our world that's that's beyond human or rationale that I think you just can't deny. There's some mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to call him the, the devil, devil or something, but there We're, is. There's, everybody we'll would time. agree with. That is inhumane. That, There's that is something evil. more than just bad mm -hmm. people yep. at play. Yep. Agreed. So why would somebody not refer to that? Like, what is is it, is Satan offensive? I don't know. I okay, I think okay. people. Don't I think want it's to hard to believe mystical spiritual, yeah, the spiritual things. Realm. Some people just don't want to deal with spiritual things. What do you mean? There's some devil? I don't see him. Yeah. Got you know? it. Just like we always talk about, we we don't like to speak in truth. Got it. Okay. <laughs> it's true so why are we not yeah. talking about I, I don't know okay. um okay well my last kind of uh question which i think from me anyway we already kind of answered maybe we could just answer a little more directly in case anybody thinks this if god is so loving and kind and merciful why and i think we're going to talk about this topic later on so succinct quick answer okay Oh, yeah, sorry. You, you never asked the question yet. I know. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> why um, Why tornadoes? Why babies with oh, cancer? No. Uh, why injustice? I, I will say simply, 
Thank when you. God created mankind, he gave mankind uh, rulership and control over the earth. And when mankind said, F you to God, mankind died and everything under his jurisdiction broke. I have one other thing because this actually has come up. I and you can answer this too. Oh. Because there's more to that. Um. God has the ability to do miracles today, right? Mm -hmm. I think we'd all agree it happens. A lot of times we don't see them. We don't notice them. We don't acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. Why? Let me ask two questions. Does God have the ability to use a miracle and stop a tornado or stop a baby from dying? Absolutely. Okay. He has the power. Yes. Does he have the authority is a discussion that we could. Okay. But he has the power. He has the power too. Okay. He is able. Why? Yep. Does he let those things happen? Right. If he's so loving yeah. and kind and patient and gracious, mm -hmm. uh, how how do how are we supposed to wrap our mind around a human from a human perspective? How could a loving, all powerful? Because mm -hmm. the the argument is usually if God is all powerful and good, then he would have stopped it. Mm -hmm. And so, if that still happens, most people's reasoning is he's not all powerful. Oh. And Long. he's good, or he's not loving, or he's all powerful, but he's not good. So, I'll, so I'll what do you do with that? I would, uh, and I could be very wrong in this. Uh, so, I would love you guys respond because, uh, to me, I think we are so arrogant to think that he isn't intervening and isn't working miracles in some of those terrible circumstances. Because maybe we don't know the ultimate outcome that you know it was created. A good thing might have been created from or or tornado killing. You know, many, no, many people. No, I, I wouldn't go there. You don't think so? Ultimate good, but not good. I don't know. So, anyway. 3,000 people dying in an earthquake. I don't know how you can pull good out of that. I don't think there's good out of that. Okay. Yeah, what I'm saying is, do we know the, uh, we're arrogant in thinking, in my opinion, we knew Maybe there's a different alternative circumstance. I don't know. Now I'm getting um, into a twisted words. But I, I still think that God still works miracles on a regular basis. And we don't see that, don't acknowledge it. And who are we to know what miracle was worked through a situation? Mm -hmm. uh, like 3,000 people in, a, in an earthquake. I also think that there's so much, we have evil in the world. And I think the... Uh, reality is some of those things are still going to happen and then obviously we have personal choice we have things that people do none um, of those things will happen in heaven agreed anyway uh I, I will answer it with my second answer my first answer i'll save for another podcast the, oh. the real the second answer you can tell us in like one sentence uh yeah well it's because mankind gave up control of God to do that. God created the world to not have tornadoes and wreck things, and mankind said, screw you, God. So basically, in a sense, God, get out of my yard. What do we expect to happen? You know, now everything's broken. We chase by we, mankind, said, God, out of here. So he did, and this is what you get left. Uh, my second answer is this. If God was our fairy tale Santa Claus who did everything good for us and everything was hunky dory, there is no mankind, there is no human being in the world 
that would be drawn to him or thank him for it. We are evil and arrogant, and we would expect it, and we'd be pissed if there was one snowflake where we didn't want it. Yeah, I could buy that. Um, Did I say pissed? We'd be upset. <laughs> We'd care. blame God. Okay. That <laughs> yeah, doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, I don't think that's a word that qualifies us for ex- explicit content. So oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. we got to put the little fine. E uh, next okay. to the episode yet. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't had to do that yet mm-hmm. so far, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. But, that's a really good point. Uh, the chasing God out of the yard. What if, uh, what if I am a Christian mm-hmm. and I do have put my trust in well mm-hmm. put your trust in Jesus mm-hmm. make as a Christian. I do worship mm-hmm. God. I do the church thing. Mm-hmm. I try to live and obey mm-hmm. his rule. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I try to do as much God stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want him back in my yard. Yeah. And there's still a tornado that comes through. You don't own the yard. Um I, I know this is, gets a little complicated, but uh mankind in general said no and God doesn't break his rules. See Hey, God plays by certain rules and he don't change it. He wants to, but he don't. He follows rules of justified rules. And hey, mankind let evil into this world and you want evil to rule. That's what's happening. However, you can have me in your life where in the midst of this broken darkness, I can fill you with eternal peace, eternal glory. And guess what? Besides what he can do in us now, he says... You know what? This life is short, and this is not where my this is not my kingdom anymore. It's not. But I do have a kingdom, but it's not here. Wait till you get to my kingdom, where there is a new heaven and a new earth forever. There won't be one storm cloud. This ever. broken system is yep, going to be gone. It's going to be gone. So yeah. back to the question, I think a lot of people would ask: Why is it that God may? Is I think we already agree that God probably still does. We just don't acknowledge it. Why does God work a miracle in some cases where tornadoes ripping through a city, mm-hmm. but not in others? That I do not have an answer for. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I really don't. I wouldn't even guess. I know God can. He does. He's not going to just rule over everything again right. because mankind doesn't want him to, generally as a whole. And he's not going to. But does God rescue certain people from a tornado and save their life? He does and does in others. And anybody that would attempt to answer that mm-hmm. has to be God. Because from what I know of God or and the crazy. Bible, or crazy, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, you can't put God in a box that way. And, you know, some people claim, well, you have enough faith or you believe. I can show you scripture after scripture that that's just simply not the case. Right. It comes down to this. God does things because he wants to. And um, I don't know. I do know this, though, back to my original thing. Mm-hmm. If he did everything for everybody all the time, we, we would not want to be with him. We would expect him to be our servant. We would be spoiled brats. Absolutely. Do Try it with your kids and see how that turns out. Okay. Are they going to love you more? They're going to end up despising you and hating you. And You know why? Because if you don't put that snowflake exactly where they wanted it, now they're pissed. It doesn't work. Wait, now way. we got two of them in. Now it is going to be explicit. Oh, oh man! Geez. I was just Probably repeating. Slip one. Under repeating there. what oh. I said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was repeating what I said. Yeah. 
So we've done that. We've done this a couple episodes this season, but I'll I'll just do it again. You have one minute. Everybody listening or watching, if you want to split it up between Christian and non-Christian, you can. But you have one minute to kind of summarize everything in one or two sentences. What would you say to people if they have questions about the character of God? The character of God. Mm. Uh, I would <laughs> not just in general. Hey, general. Listen, well, I, I couldn't possibly <laughs> sum it up in a minute. So I would say this. If you don't know if God's fair and you think he's schizophrenic, you just don't know the character of God, just please stop where you are and do some research and try to get some more understanding through the Bible, through good teachers, through really understanding, because I guarantee you, if you earnestly seek to discover God, you will. But as long as you stay as just a, an accuser, and a, you'll you're never gonna go anywhere. Yeah. You, you're never gonna move. Yeah, my thought was the same. I would challenge everybody, Christian or not, to get beyond the surface level presentation mm-hmm. that we get of God, because there is so much more depth and so much more. Um, there's just so much more to it in general, and I think just getting beyond that surface level, you'll realize it very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think I would say uh, a little bit, I agree with both those things, but maybe just to give a little narrower statement, the idea that God is not someone that we have to try to please. He is pleased when we are with him. Mm. I think is just a concept that we don't understand, Christian or not. I think we view God as this like supreme authority that, again, back to all religion, we have to try and work towards, and I think uh, a better understanding of God is a loving Heavenly Father who wants to be with us maybe, and made it possible. Maybe you want to refer that book. Oh, yeah. There's a <clears throat> there's a book called With. It's by a guy named Sky Jathani, um, and he goes through, he calls them postures of God. They're, just, they're basically four different ways of Views. approaching God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he basically tries to walk us through this conclusion that life is not about living for God, living from God in this sort of like he's going to bless my life. I don't have to live under, under him from him. fear or like mm-hmm. these four different ways. All of life re- is really meant about, I think you go back to the garden is evidence of this, why God created human beings, why Jesus came to restore what was broken Life, Christianity, faith, God is ultimately God is ultimately about us being with Him. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the end. That's been the goal from the very beginning. It's the end goal for all of time and all eternity. If we don't want to be with Him, He's not going to force us. But He's done everything in His power to make it possible for us to be with Him, and that is what gives Him the most joy. Mm. So that's the purpose for our existence. That's why he created us. Yep. Right. So mm. anyway, there's that. Last sip. <sighs> well, that's good. That sangria went down nicely. Anybody mm-hmm. want to adjust your score? Nope. Nope. I kind of do, but I guess I won't because I'm going to feel real <laughs> okay. weird. I uh-huh. loved it. That yeah, was, it was so very good. good. Very good. Okay. Uh, thanks for Thanks for sticking around. Obviously, you know. In 50 or so minutes, we can only scratch the surface of this topic. Mm -hmm. If you have questions or comments or criticisms even, 
about anything that we talked about, we would love to hear those. You can leave us a comment on the YouTube video. You can leave us a message via Spotify. Uh, you can hit us up via email. Hello at let's drink and think, uh, dot com. And um, we will uh, we will revisit this topic if needed. But appreciate you tuning in. Be sure and subscribe. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Peace. Thank you.